are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome inside a Friday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Richie Bradshaw, joined always by my good friend, Connor Drios. Today, what we got lined up for you is a preview of the Arizona State Sun Devils matchup in Tempe this week against the Washington State Cougars. In the first statement, we're going to take a look at the quote-unquote expert opinions heading into this game. Second segment, we're going to take a look at a few players to watch on both sides of the ball. And then finally, in the last segment, we have the part that all of you love so much. We've got betting props, bold predictions, and score predictions. This is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast brought to you by McDonald's. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. Win or lose, it's where teammates, competitors, and the home team or away team can come together and recharge. It's the place you always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs. I'm loving it. Like I said, I'm your host, Richie Bradshaw, joined always by my good friend, Connor Drios. Connor, how are you today? I'm doing okay. I, I keep I'm saying it this week, but like I'm super excited for just another Sun Devils game, uh, a game I really do expect us to win, so I, I can't say it's not going to be stressful, right, that the game starts out at 0-0, just like every other game does, and Watkins got a, a chance to win. They've, they've got a really good offense, uh, but I'm really looking forward to seeing how ASU is going to bounce back. Um, I, I think in this situation, we're really going to see what they're made of if they can come back in conference play and get a win when they need it the most. Yeah, and we'll dive into all that in just a second. But first, make sure that you're following the Locked on Sun Devils page on Twitter at LO underscore Sun Devils. Follow me at RichieBrads36. Follow Connor at Cedrios. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, whether that's Spotify or Odyssey or Google Podcasts or I, Apple Podcasts. We're there Monday through Friday with the best Sun Devils content. And again, thank you so much for making us your first listen every day. With that being said, let's go ahead and dive right into everything. So, per azcentral.com, we're going to take a look at some of the expert opinions going into this week. Connor, what's the first one we got here? So, Picks and Parlay is taking ASU to win 31-21 to against Washington State. Their writer Cameron Ross says that both teams come in playing well enough this season and each will look to improve their standings within the conference in Week 9. Arizona State should win this game outright as the better overall team at home, but the Cougars will have plenty of offense to keep this game within the total to get the cover, which I think as of right now, we'll talk about some of the, the betting lines later on, but I think it is closer to like 15.5-ish, 16.5-ish, so I, I think reading that, that's about the expectation. That does not mean games ever go as planned, right? You you have a plan until you get punched in the face, you're punched in the mouth, right? So I, I think that is the expectation going into it. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah, Arizona State deserves to be the favorite going into this game for a multitude of reasons. But if nothing else than them being the home team and coming off a of bye week, they're very, very much prepared for this game, or at least on paper they should be. So we'll have to... See that come to fruition, but they should be the favorite. And I feel like 31 to 21 is a pretty safe score. But but who knows? I mean, that that's also a very conservative score prediction, if we're being honest. This is not conservative at all. 
Next, we have ATS.io. Uh, says the Sun Devils will cover against the Cougars. Then writer Vincent Senek says, after seven games, Arizona State offense is averaging 31.6 points per game and 432.7 yards per game as well. 229.9 through the air and 200.9 on the ground. Defensively, the Sun Devils are allowing 18.9 points and 321 yards. Uh, 190 of those are passing, 130 rushing. So uh, a lot of numbers there for you, but the biggest thing is just coming right out of the title. The Sun Devils will cover against the Cougars. I'm going to be honest. Like, I, I don't want to give away too much from an upcoming segment, but like, it's kind of a, a big spread, if we're being honest. It's not so much that we're playing just this absolutely terrible team that, that we should absolutely be dominating by about two-plus possessions. Uh, but I'm kind of surprised so far. A, a lot of the experts that we're seeing um, are kind of being that aggressive so far with the spread. Yeah, it just... I'm, I'm not sure. Based off of the spread that we've been given, based off of the averages that Arizona State's offense is putting up and the defense is allowing, it, it's just going to be interesting to see which one bends first because Washington State has no problem putting up points and their defense is rock solid. I mean, there's definitely some holes to it, especially in the ground game, which is something that we'll talk about later on in the podcast. But Yeah, we'll see. Um, Looking next, ESPN is giving ASU an 86.7% chance to win. Connor, what do you think about that? That is the classic power index. I will say that from all the expert opinions we're looking at, most people are taking ASU to win outright. The debate just seems to be more well, are they going to kind of get rocked and ASU is going to cover, or it's going to be a much more competitive game? Um, and it's going to be, or at least Washington State's going to cover against the spread. I will say, looking at 86.7%, if you would have asked me what ESPN said about our chances in this game, it's not that I didn't think it would be swinging our way. I didn't think it would be borderline 90% our way, though. That almost makes me uncomfortable, honestly. I, I don't like being favored that heavily against anyone, let alone somebody that's in our conference. I I. Would be lying to you, Connor, if I told you that I looked at that and I was like, oh, yeah, no, we'll totally live up to that. Do I think we win? Yeah, I do think we win. But I'm not comfortable with it being an 87% power index for us to win. That's where I start to get uncomfortable. Last one that I want to touch on here, and this one it might even be the most drastic of them all. Odd Sharks says ASU will defeat Washington State. The site has predicted a score of 40 to 21.4 with the Sun Devils defeating the Cougars. I mean, that's almost doubling their points. I mean, at, at some point, we got to give our opponent a little bit of respect. Um, just like you, I, I'm i uncomfortable essentially being, as far as the betting lines or odds at all, telling us we're supposed to win by this much. I, I do think we're going to win, but almost doubling their points. If that's the case, when you come out of this, I'm, I feel like that's there's almost no scenario where I'm not going to feel good about that game. But we'll just we got to give them more respect until they can start putting up, uh, or at least we can start putting up those points and stopping them at the same time. I, I'm, I'm going to hold off on, on touching those kinds of numbers. Well, and that's exactly the point, right? Is we need to see Arizona State do it on a consistent basis where they're beating teams and beating them soundly. So, I mean, we have good wins. Don't get me wrong. We have quality wins. But it's, it's games like this where we're supposed to just completely dominate these games, and we don't. Like, we had good wins to start the year against Southern Utah and against UNLV, but we weren't beating them by 40 points. We were we beat them good. We did what we were supposed to do, but we didn't crush them. 
So for Odd Shark to say that we're going to crush Washington State, I mean that's a that's they said it, not us. <laughs> that that's a uh, three possession lead is what that is. That's nuts. I'm definitely not predict- predicting it to be by that much. So. With that being said, that'll wrap up our first segment nice and short for you. When we return, we're going to talk about some players to watch, both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball for both teams. You are listening to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. This episode of Locked on Sun Devils is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where family and friends can come to reconnect. A place where classmates can meet up for a study group knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. I don't know about you, McDonald's has been a a favorite of mine since I was a kid and that has not changed since I've gotten older. Uh, Coming out with new things on their menu all the time, I can just never get enough McDonald's. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, and the home team uh, can come away to recharge. So head to your local McDonald's and refuel and reconnect. Did somebody say locked on Sun Devils watch party? I think you absolutely have to for this game up against Washington State. So grab some McDonald's for your party. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. And we return for the second segment of a Friday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Remember that we're free and available on all platforms Monday through Friday, giving you the best Arizona State Sun Devils content ever. Just ever. Not not this side of the Mississippi, not just in Arizona, just ever. Wherever you go, it it's us. It's not even close. Don't look it up either. Just trust me. So in the second segment, we're going to talk about some players to watch. We're going to be focusing particularly on the Washington State side of the ball because we know enough about Arizona State. We could sit here and tell you that, ooh, you got to watch for Jaden Daniels. Ooh, you got to watch for Darian Isn't Butler. Isn't that the quarterback, Jaden, I think? Jayden yeah, Daniels. and, and uh, defensive, defensive linebacker. Darian Butler. I knew they had a linebacker. I couldn't remember his name. Yeah, they got a few linebackers, but we we don't need to flood your ears and waste your time talking about Arizona State players. We do we do that four days a week. For the fifth day, we need to talk about our opponents. So it, it starts with the quarterback, Jaden Delora. Connor, tell me about Jaden. Uh, another bit of a dual threat again. Uh, I think like we were talking with Donnie yesterday. A lot of dual threat quarterbacks that we've been playing this year, not exactly a strength of ours containing them inside the pocket. Uh, runs a little bit less than average. He's only got 27 rushing attempts on the year, but at least has that ability to. Uh, but otherwise, Delora has been passing the ball kind of just a, a YOLO, or a, yeah, YOLO kind of offense, uh, right? They're just trying to chuck it and pick up yards for some of their stud players. Uh, we'll talk about some of the receivers in a little bit, but while they are throwing for a ton of yards, I would be remiss if we didn't talk about the amount of interceptions he has this year. At six, and our defense, regardless of how they hold up, they are always opportunistic, win or lose. I, I'm not sure they have a game without a turnover this year, and I actually, I, I want to go look back at the amount of games they have with uh, a turnover as well, because I'd be willing to bet that streak's pretty long. Um, that being said, if he already has six turnovers this year and they're willing to just air the ball out as much as they do, I got to think that we're going to be able to, to take the ball away from him once or maybe even a couple times if that's the case. Um uh, which kind of leads us into our next guy. If you're trying to keep the ball away from ASU and maybe stay a little bit out of that turnover battle, you got to give the ball to Max Borgie, right? Max Borgie, who's been with uh, Wazoo since like 1995. We've talked about this on Wednesday. It was not 1995. We did not stat check it, but it was not 1995. It's probably the 80s, you're right. Ma- Max Borgie has been with 
Washington State longer than I've been alive, and you can't convince me otherwise. But in all seriousness, Borgie is very, very good. This dude is not only college good, he's going to be he's going to be a pro. I, I'm not saying he's going to be a future pro bowler, but I am telling you he's going to be playing on Sundays. This guy's legit. And he he's getting a fair shake this year. For a Washington State team that has like just aired the ball out for as long as I can remember, Borgie actually gets touches. He's got 100 carries on the year, which, I mean, it's not anything jaw-dropping because in the meantime, they've thrown the ball nearly 300 times compared to his 100 carries, but it's not like they're shying away from him, and he's doing a lot with them. He's averaging five yards a pop. He's got eight rushing touchdowns. They're getting the ball to Borgie, and he is doing absolutely everything with it. And with Delora being a guy who is prone to turnovers and a defense that is very opportunistic, as we have talked about on a multitude of times, it's going to be important for them to have as balanced attack as possible. And that it's just going to be so interesting, Connor, because Wazoo is unlike anything we've played this year. We talked previously in the week about how they don't even roster a tight end. So th- this is just going to be an offense that's so unique, and I don't know how to plan for it, but what I do know is you need to find a way to get Max Borgie out of the game plan so that you can force them to pass it on a secondary that's known for picking off errant throws. Virginia, let me put it to you this way. If they are not going to bring a tight end into Sunnyville Stadium for this upcoming game, how do you expect to win? How do you expect to fight Superman without Kryptonite? They're yeah. actively choosing to not bring Kryptonite to this. Darian Butler is doomsday. There you go. That's totally fair, but they still don't have a tight end, so it doesn't matter. No, that's what I'm saying is they don't have Superman. We have doomsday. Yes, yes, but in this analogy, we are Superman. Like the, the Kryptonite is their tight end that they just do not have. Superman is white bread. Doomsday is so much better. Is Doomsday also like I don't I almost said allergic. Is he is, is he is he weak to kryptonite? Yeah, of course. Okay. Well, either way, they don't have a tight end. <laughs> they they do have some uh, some other skilled players as well. So we touched we just touched on Max Borgie, but uh, we also got to talk about some of their other stud wide receivers as well. Uh, so they have two. You got Calvin Jackson Jr. and Travell Harris. They play the game a little bit differently. Uh, Calvin Jackson uh, has been able to stretch the field a little bit more this year, averaging almost 13 yards a catch. Uh, Travell has more receptions on the year for about the same amount of yards, uh, but averaging about three yards per catch less. But they total nine touchdowns through the air. So it's going to be a ton of fun to watch them going up against some of our guys on the outside, whether that's Jack Jones or Chase Lucas. Uh, so that's going to be something that, while we're at the game, going to be looking for as well. Yeah, these two are just, they're going to be the focal point of the offense should you be able to take Max Borgie out of the game. Those are the two guys that they're going to go to the most. Uh, I, I'm going to try and pronounce this. Dijon, Dijon Stribling, I believe, is their next closest receiver. 27 catches, 309 yards. So he's pretty far behind Jackson and Harris. So we'll see how much, how much actual love he's going to end up getting. Should we eliminate those guys? So that's the offense looking over on the defensive side of the ball. I feel like the conversation starts and ends with Ron Stone Jr. You got two guys, really. So Ron Stone, we talked a little bit about uh, with Donnie yesterday on the Thursday edition of the pod. 
But you got two guys. You got Ron Stone Jr. and Brennan Jackson, who are both setting the edge. Uh, they got a combined seven and a half sacks this year. Uh, so I, I got to think they're really going to be trying to get the ball out of their hands quick in this offense. Uh, otherwise, I feel like if you're giving this both these edge players a lot of opportunities to be able to get to Jaden Daniels or at least get him outside the pocket, that's definitely going to work in their benefit. Yeah, and for what it's worth, outside of them, they have done a very good job forcing turnovers. They have a slew of interceptions, and they've recovered quite a bit of fumbles, too. And they're really good at forcing the ball out. So this defense, while it may not be the greatest in terms of um, points allowed and yardage given up, stuff like that. That's the important stuff. Right. You, uh, Yeah, you, you kind of get what I'm saying. Is like They... They could be better, but it also could be worse. I, I think when you look at the Pac-12, that they don't have the worst defense, but at the same time, when you think of Washington State, you're not thinking of how great their defense is. It, it's great that they've got some guys that are, are setting the edge for them right now, uh, but at the same time, we expect ASU to be able to move the ball against this defense. I, I think the major question, the major battle of this game is can the defense stop their offense? Because that's that's where this game is going to be essentially determined, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, it's one and loss with what you're able to do on the defensive side of the ball is figuring out how to stop that offense. ASU should have no problem moving the ball on this defense, whether it's through the air or on the ground, but especially on the ground. And that'll be something we touch on on the next segment. You're listening to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props and odds and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to receive your bonus. From basketball to football to postseason baseball to NHL to boxing and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and safest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Don't believe me? Well, if you haven't tried it by now, you're just missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. Not all protein bars are made the same, but you have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or a little waxy, maybe just plain hard to choke down. A Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you even swear you're eating a candy bar. Built Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, and high in protein. So really, it has all the healthy benefits, on top of just being purely delicious with so many flavors. Another great thing about Built Bar There's so many mouth-watering flavors, including coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate. This month, Built Bar is coming out with a new limited-time flavor every three to four days. So check their website often. You do not want to miss out. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 50% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And we're back for the third and final segment of a Friday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. As we get ready for the Sun Devils to kick off, this will be tomorrow, I suppose. We record on Thursday night. As we get ready for the Sun Devils to kick off tomorrow at noon in Tempe against the Washington State Cougars, me and Connor are here to give you our advice for the betting lines per betonline.ag, obviously. 
We're going to give you a few bold predictions. Connor had three, so I had to come up with a third on the fly. And then we're going to give you our score predictions, and then we're going to get you guys out of here for the game. And then on Monday, we'll come back, and hopefully it's a victory Monday. But until then, Connor, talk to me. Talk to me about the spread. I, I know I had even talked about, like, the spread being about 15-ish and a half or, like, 14 and a half. But now that I'm seeing it as a full 16 on betonline.ag, that's just a big number, man. Like, uh, is it possible that we could cover that? Sure. But at plus 16, I'm definitely going to be taking Washington State to cover. I get Arizona State's at home. But 16 points is just a lot to keep a really good offense out of the end zone. Yeah, I am smashing Washington State to cover that spread. And, like, very, very confidently. Because Wazoo's going to have no issues putting up points, even if it's garbage time. I think that I, I would be surprised if we held them under 25 points. No, I'll, I'll say under 20. I would be surprised if we held them under 20 points because I, I do think that they're going to get close to 25. And, I mean, hell, they could, they can even get close to 30 depending on what the score ends up being and what defense shows up. So is it going to be the first half of Utah defense or is it going to be the second half of Utah defense? That's going to end up what dictates this game. Regardless, I am taking Wazoo to cover there. Taking a look at the over-under set at 53 points. I'll start us off. I am going to take the over in that game, and I'm also taking it very confidently. I do think that Arizona State is going to have their way against this defense and put up easily 30 points, but I also believe that Wazoo is going to find a way to get themselves a hefty amount of points too. 53 seems like a really, really good bet to to wager on. I, I really like the idea of placing that over, and I'm even thinking about logging on to my betonline.ag account and putting some money on the over in that game. See, I, I almost disagree. It's not that I don't think it'll hit because I'll, I'll just get that out of the way. I do think uh, I, I would take the over on it. it. It's just when I see an over under that high, it takes a couple stalled drives at the beginning of the game just for all of a sudden expectations for the rest of that game to kind of be set. So I, I am going to be taking the over confidently. These are our two good offenses, right? Two of the better offenses in the Pac-12. So it's not that I don't think it'll hit. It's just once I, I start to get an, uh, an over-under over like 47, 48, it just starts to get a little iffy for me. Uh, but if you are betting, uh, both of us are taking Washington State to cover uh, and the over, which in this case, if we're taking Washington State to cover, uh, potentially that means that it is a very competitive game back and forth, maybe a couple potential lead changes. Uh, but then also that would mean putting up points definitely hitting that over as well. One of these days we're going to have to go back in time and see how often we're correct on our betting because I know that my personal sports betting history is really, really bad, but I feel like I give out decent advice. I just make terrible decisions by myself. I need to start having a bookie help me make my bets because, boy, oh, boy, am I bad at betting. Just ask all my friends and my loan sharks. But anyways, let's go ahead and hop into some bold predictions. We actually have three for you this week. Again, I'll go ahead and start us off. I'm going to be looking at the offense first. Arizona State's going to have 200 rushing yards against a really bad rushing defense, and they're going to get four rushing touchdowns. I think they get divvied up pretty evenly. I don't really see one guy having three-plus touchdowns, but I do think Rashad gets back in the end zone. I think Trey gets into the end zone. I think Jaden finds his way into the end zone. 
and I'll say that one of those other guys gets a second touchdown as well. But we're going to run rampant. We're going to be a very angry running the football team this week against a team against a defense that isn't very good at stopping the run and a team that is as good as any in the nation at running the football. Yeah, Arizona State's going to run all over the place in this game. Sticking with the offense, uh, we said earlier in the podcast, ASU's averaging close to like 420, maybe just short of 430 yards per game on offense. Uh, I'm going to be taking ASU to push uh, 500 total yards on offense. Uh, I'm not sure quite how close they would get. I w- if I'm making a bet, I would say at least like 485, they're going to be getting real close. Um, I, I just, I really think ASU is going to be, it's one of those games where it feels like they'll be able to score almost at will. And if Washington State's pushing back and be able to, if they're able to put up points as well, um, ASU is not going to be stopping on their side of the ball. So my second bull prediction, I am going to stick with the offense here. And I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be crazy with the yardage. I am going to be crazy with the scores though. I think Jaden Daniels is going to get 200 total yards, whether that's passed through the air or rushing. That's not the bold part. The bold part is I'm saying he has three touchdowns. I don't know if it's three rushing, if it's three passing, or if it's a combination of the two, but I think Jaden finds his way into the end zone three different times, has a really solid game overall, and I'll be even more bold. I'll say he's turnover free. I'm going to switch over to the defense. Uh, looking at the game log for Jaden Delora, I almost said we're going to hold him to the least amount of passing yards this season, which would be bold. Uh, but then I saw USC held him like 117 yards to the air, so saying we'll do less than that, also pretty bold. Um, I'm going to say we're going to hold him under 175 yards through the air, though, uh, which is easily his second least amount on the year. Uh, so I think our, our defense will be able to at least kind of go toe-to-toe with him. Whether we'll be able to stop them, at least some of the chunk plays, is yet to be seen, but... I think our defense is going to be able to step up in some big ways, whether that is um, potentially forcing some turnovers or at least just stopping some of the yards. There you go. So my third and final prediction going to the defensive side of the ball now, I got three more turnovers. And I'll be crazy enough to say it would be (laughs) – no, I won't do that to you. I I think that it is going to be three different turnovers. I'll go ahead and add on. I'll say we get four sacks as well. And I'm sitting over here pouting because Richie got to go first. We never looked at each other's bold predictions, so it's just something that we didn't know. I said we're going to straight up record three interceptions off Jaden Delora. He's coming into this game with six. Our defense is very opportunistic. They do not miss these opportunities. When I, I'm thinking of de- the Sun Devils' defense to force turnovers, it's the pitch six, right? Not that that happens every single week, but that is just the kind of talent this defense has in forcing turnovers on the ball, or uh, at least on any opposing offense they're going up against. So this might be the most turnover-prone offense we've gotten to face. Uh, so I, I think they're going to be at least kind of going after Jaden Delora uh, and at least going to have the opportunity to get those interceptions. Yeah, we're going to make them pay. That I feel very, very confident in. And finally, we're going to go ahead and do score predictions. Connor, this time I'll let you start us off. What is your final score prediction for the Sun Devils versus the Cougars game? What a gentleman. Um, so... We, we talk about her, actually, we talk about her at the end of every single podcast, but uh, Pac-12 expert Cindy Robinson is a Washington State graduate. Whenever we, we talk to her, it is there's never any bias coming from her, but I think we felt it a little bit this week. Richie was on her podcast for the Lockdown Pac-12, uh, kind of just previewing the game against Washington State, and I think she said they were going to win. Uh, so I don't know if you guys made any sort of bet. If not, you definitely should. We should reach out uh, to Twitter over her. Uh but any ASU fans, if you're not following her, 
Uh, go follow her on Twitter. That's at underscore Cindy Robinson. I'm taking ASU to win 35-24. I, I do think Washington State's going to cover, so that's definitely less than 16 points. Uh, they're covering uh, with only they're, – they're only going to be down by about 11 points in this case. We're going to give her a hard time when they do lose. Uh, I'm not saying if. I'm saying when. Uh, so if Cindy is listening to this, uh, she's going to be in for a rough afternoon, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm going to be even more mean than you. I'm taking the Sun Devils 38-24. Definitely very, very confident about that over with that score prediction. I am confident that the Sun Devils win by two possessions. And I'm confident that our offense is not going to have any problem putting up points. I do think that Wazoo is going to have some awesome drives where we sit there scratching our head and we're like, what on earth is going on? And they frustrate the ever-living bejesus out of us. But I do think that at the end of the day, when this game is all done and finished and the dust settles, that the Sun Devils are going to be the ones coming out the victors. And I think that this is a very convincing win. I think this is a very good win. And it's, it's exactly the kind of win that gets you right back on track towards your ultimate goal of getting to the Pac-12 championship game, winning your division, and ultimately going to a really good bowl game. So with that being said, that is going to wrap up this Friday edition of the Locked on Sundables podcast. Thank you guys again so much for tuning in. I've been your host, Richie Bradshaw. Follow me on Twitter at richiebrats 36 My co-host has been Connor Drios. Follow him at C. Drios. This is the Locked on Sundables podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Sundables. And subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're available everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey. Anywhere you listen to your podcast, we're there Monday to Friday giving you the best Sun Devils content there is. Now next, go and make the Locked On Pac-12 podcast your next listen with Pac-12 expert Cindy Robinson. Let us know, or let her know rather, that we sent you over. Give her like a hashtag forks up or something, a little a little devil and pitchfork emoji just so she knows that the Locked on Sun Devil sent you. So until next time, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.